Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Wednesday, December the 7th, 2022. As always, I give God thanks for you for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you and I to for such a time as this. It is indeed an honor and a blessing to pray with you and for you between the hour of 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Today is Wednesday, and you know we do a little bit things a little bit differently. We take time to talk about the Word of God. We take time to talk about the Word of God. On yesterday, you didn't miss me. Yesterday was a traveling day, so when I got up, started packing, already behind schedule, and I said, you know what, I'm back on a regular schedule on Wednesday, so we'll just move forward from there. I do want to tell you, because I'm not sure I've reminded you in a while, but I want you to know that you were made for this. I know sometimes it's been hurtful. I know sometimes it's been hard, and I know there's been seasons where you've experienced just an abundance of joy, but whatever it is, know that you were made for it, even in 2022. You were made for every win, and we know that in Christ we never lose, so I, I, you were made for every challenge. How about that? But know that you were made for it. See, God, where we can only see so far, we serve a God who can see as far as we can see and beyond. He not only sees our day, but he sees our tomorrow. He not only sees our tomorrow, but he sees our next week. He not only sees our next week, he sees our next month and our next year. And I'm just excited to say that we are in his hands. Our father has the whole world in his hands and he loves us enough and more than enough to know that we were built for it. You know, um, and, and just this just came to my remembrance. Uh, what is it? Built for tough built for tough, right? Meaning that there were certain things that only the, the Ford truck, which really it was talking about, the Ford truck was built tough. The Ford truck was built in a way that it can handle situations that the Cadillac couldn't handle, that the Lexus couldn't handle, right? That, that the Kia couldn't handle, that the Chrysler couldn't handle. I don't even know if some of them are made by Ford, but it was something about the Ford truck that that the maker said that it was built for tough. Well, I'm telling you on this morning, you are built Holy Spirit tough. You are built Jesus Christ tough because the Holy Spirit dwells in you and God is your father. You were built for this. So it isn't built for tough. We are built Holy Spirit tough, meaning that anything that we endure, our creator and our maker built us for it. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that God had himself in mind, that God had himself in mind when he built us. So, you know, if you're just now joining us, welcome. I'm excited to have you, whether it's December the 7th, 2022, or whether it's the December the 7th, 2029. Nonetheless, 
you chose to join us on this morning. And I say us because we've built a community and I'm thankful to the folks that have been listening for years. And I'm thankful to the folks who listen every now and then. And I'm thankful for the new folks. But this is a community, right? That We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I love you. See, we need to normalize those three words. I love you. We need to put those words back in our vocabulary because guess what? There are some people who don't hear that every day. And to be honest with you, I I try to say it and and I'm pretty sure I do say it to my daughters every day, you know, but there may be some days that I don't that I don't. But I want to tell you in case no one is telling you, in case you haven't heard it in a while, I want you to tell you that I love you. I want you to tell I want to tell you on this morning that I love you. And you can make it. You can do this. You can walk this thing called call life out with the help of the Holy Spirit, right? And know that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I just wanted to say that to you in case you hadn't heard it in a while. So as we read the book of Proverbs this month, the Proverbs today for the 31 days in December, we are in Proverbs chapter 7. Now, I started this podcast before I left left home, but you know how sometimes technology does. It erased it. So I can't read to you, but I'm going to paraphrase for you Proverbs 6 and 7. And Proverbs 6 and 7 really, again, talk about and discuss sons listening to instruction. Now it talks about some other things, but it talks about sons listening to instruction. And then the Lord takes us to what? The immoral woman. Then the Lord takes us to what? The promiscuous woman. Then the Lord takes us to a man in adultery. Now, if you're like me, you keep asking yourself, God, why do you keep talking about the immoral woman? Why do you keep talking about adultery? Because it is surely one of those things that will lead to death. Can I say that again? It is surely one of those things that will lead to death. And, well, you can say, well, Denise, how do you know that? You're not God, right? How do you know it's going to lead to death? Because that's what the word of Lord says. It says in chapter 7 verse 25 don't let your heart stray away toward her talking to the sons don't wander down her wayward paths for she has been the ruin of many many men have been her victims so when you decide that you're going to sleep with an immoral and a promiscuous woman you have become her victim i didn't say it the word says it It says her bedroom is the den of death. Chapter 7 says early on that you will be like an ox going to the slaughter. That you're going to get caught up in a trap. 
right? That's what six says. Seven goes on to say that so it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife who embraces her will not go unpunished. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool for he destroys himself. He will be wounded and disgraced. His shame will never be erased. Y'all, it's not me. Men, if you're listening, don't get mad. Don't get offended, but get delivered. Run, run, run. Be like, uh, I'm trying to think, be like Joseph, thank you, Holy Spirit, who ran out of Potiphar's house when the woman, that's a great example of why you have to run. When the woman was trying to get with him and he ran and she, he ran, he got out of there so fast, she ended up with his clothes. He ran so fast to get away from her. It doesn't say he wasn't tempted, but he knew what it would lead to. See, the the, the issue with a lot of us women and men, because women, we're not innocent, right? A lot of times we are the one the enemy uses to get to the man with our words, with the way we dress, right? When we want to keep, keep, keep in a man's face. Right. Whether we married or he's married, either ma either way, it's adultery. We want to key, key, key in a man's face, knowing that man is married. Somebody might say, well, Danita, he's separated again. He's married. Well, Danita, he told me he was going to leave his wife again. He's married. Well, Danita, they've been separated for five to ten years. And again, he's married. And when you do that, you are causing that man to be put to shame. Now, one of the things that I want to tell you, men, who want to say, well, my wife, if she was giving me what I needed, I wouldn't have slept with her. I don't also told God, the woman that you gave me, right? She's responsible for me eating the fruit. And guess what? God didn't give Adam a pass, right? The Bible says the man who commits adultery is a, is a fool. I didn't call you a fool. The word did. He's a fool. And then he says he destroys himself. Not that the wife who causes him to go into this destroys himself. It says he destroys himself. Men, you can't blame your wife for stepping out. I know that's what your buddy did. I know that may be what your dad did. I know that may be what the enemy is telling you. It's your wife's fault to justify your actions, but the Bible calls you an utter fool. The Bible. And, and I know you can say, oh, maybe I, I'm not doing any he say or she say because we know the word is truth. 
The Bible calls you an utter fool. And women, the Bible calls you an immoral woman, a promiscuous woman. And that your bedroom is a den leading to death. I know it's harsh. And I know we don't talk about this enough in the church. That's why people don't know. They don't know. And I didn't know. But all is not lost. (laughs) See, there's the good news of Jesus Christ. I didn't come here to condemn you. (laughs) Because Christ didn't come to condemn you. But he came to save you and me. He came to save us. He came to deliver us. So now that you know, what are you going to do about it? That's your word for today. That's your midweek word. Now that you know, wayward woman, now that you know, son, man of God, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to seek God? Are you going to pray to God so you can let that relationship go? Are you going to continue in it knowing, knowing very well it's going to cost you? And it's going to cost you anyway. There are consequences to our sin. Anybody that tell you something different is a lie. Just because we repent and ask God to forgive us. He does forgive us our sins as far as from the east as to the west, but that doesn't mean we don't have consequences. I've done a many of things, y'all, a many of things, and I've had to pay for them. Guess what? When I speed, I get a ticket. The ticket doesn't stay with me forever. Once I pay for it, right, it's, it's pretty much done. Unless I keep getting them over and over and over and over again, right? It's pretty much done once I pay for it. But here's the deal. My consequence is I got a bill to pay nonetheless. So don't confuse with God's forgiveness, meaning there are no consequences. You and I both, me, (laughs) every, every evil thought, every idle word. James chapter 3, we're still trying to tame the tongue. I got to give an account for. Even though I think I'm being funny, even though, you know, I might crack a little joke. If it's inappropriate, I got to pay for it. I got to pay for it. God don't care anything about me trying to be funny. He cares about me being holy. He don't care about me trying to be funny, trying to get everybody in the room to laugh. He cares about me being holy. Wayward, immoral, promiscuous woman and adulterous man. What are you going to do about what you know? We're in Proverbs chapter seven and already there have been three chapters that have focused on adultery in which he's speaking directly to his sons. He's talking about the woman, but he's speaking directly to his sons. Men of God, get into the word, get wisdom, get understanding. Don't be a fool. Don't be an utter fool. 
as the New Living Translation refers to a man who commits adultery? Ask for deliverance. Thirst, after, uh, thirst and hunger after righteousness. I'm telling you what the word of God says. Not to, not to uh, create fear, not to say you going to hell. I'm saying it so that you can repent, so that you can repent and you can turn. Deal with the consequences, deal with what you got to deal with and move forward with your life. Because we all each have to give an account. Love you all. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.